You're listening to Courting in Color with your hosts, Shatrice and Louise. Well, hello and welcome back, Courting Cuties, to another episode of Courting in Color. Hey, y'all. So, yeah, how's it going? It's going good. Um, It's getting hot. And, you know, air conditioning is my best friend at the moment. Um, So that's been pretty good. I had a really good dinner. I'm always just proud of myself when uh, my partner and I can make food and we don't spend money going out. That's Mm. like a win sometimes for us because it's just so easy to go to Sonic or a 4 for 4 from Wendy's and, you know, we're just (laughs) proud of ourselves. Everyone loves a 4 for 4. I know. Wait, well, so, so two days ago. times that y'all talk about damn four for four. <laughs> I don't think I kind of blame Haley. I feel like Haley. Yeah, like, that's yeah. fair. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I um this past weekend was this big community event that I was a part of, and I am still and we're we record on Thursdays, and I'm still right. a little bit like trying to catch up because it was like so it was just. It felt like such a long time coming, although we put it together very quickly. It was kind mm-hmm. of a more reactionary, like the community needs this. Like, and so it ended up being our, um, yeah, we ended up having to push it back, which gave us more time, but that added the stress. And then we're like, oh, we have time to do X, Y, and Z. And then the event got bigger. Um, and so it finally happened on Saturday and it was just such a great turnout and such um, a nice celebration of blackness. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, uh was so excited about that but my feet like literally louise like they can't see me and what i'm doing with my fingers that's what my toes like like, just just crunched because like we it was an out it was an outside event and so or an outdoor event and so the and the land was just not even and so Mm -hmm. when i was like walking to get to these places and like you know during events if i'm running an event i'm never sitting still i'm always walking intensely you are oh my gosh yes (laughs) i was like where's your trace like just just walking, just doing something. Like part, like literally looking in the crowd, scouring for people. Like okay, like I need, like I don't know. You will always be able to tell if I'm in charge of something. <laughs> like, I I suspect I'm not seeing myself, but I suspect it looks obvious that I'm like trying to get shit done. So that's pretty much what was happening there. And my, I mean, like my back because our our volunteers didn't I think show up like for the first shift. So like what? I was like hauling and lifting heavy ass tables and you know my shoulders all oh my god we have an offline combo i need all the offline tea yes oh child and we had our debrief meeting this morning so i'm like woo. but anyway no anyway all that to say overall it was good um it was it was a really great event and i was definitely physically exhausted but i would i would do it all over again so definitely good oh yay so any memorable dating courting related memories moments highlights i know this is your question that you yes. think about and forget <laughs> well no so this week i was like bitch don't forget don't forget uh, so i was inspired by there was an instagram graphic going around i think i might have sent sent it to you but it was um how to hold space for someone and like so. um and i think uh, it made me think about a lesson i have had with dating in terms of like how to hold space for a partner 
but not jump to this automatic counseling fixing thing mode Mm. because as you and I both do in our jobs, we do that with college students all the time, right? They come to us kind of with their problems and what they're looking for. And we jump into this like fixer mode sometimes Mm. and learning how to take a pause on that, right? And just being present, which is what this graphic was just talking about, right? Like things that you would normally do for a friend, but I think sometimes it's so easy for me to jump into that work mode part of of myself where I'm immediately about solutions or like, Oh my God, like, what do you need? Where I can, I can hear what, I can hear what someone was going through and be like, you know, thank you for telling me that must be so difficult. I don't know what to say those things because I had a very interesting day Tuesday and I like just kind of unloaded uh, mm-hmm. on my partner and was just kind of like affirmed by just being told like, this sucks and it sounds heavy. And I'm like, that's actually what I need. I don't need a solution because in some ways there isn't a solution. I just need to be like, I need to be given a space to talk and mm-hmm. to have someone at least acknowledge like what I'm going through is tough. Like I don't need solutions. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I mean, you know, maybe if Jada would have given August that space, you know, right. we'll get into that later, but i like, she just wanted to be the problem solver. She wanted mm-hmm. to fix everything. And we see how that turned out. Um, but good for you for like thinking about those, those moments where we have to turn our work selves off and like yeah. our real selves can begin, if you will. So yeah, good for you. Um, I also had to remember what my like memorable moment was. So I, <laughs> you can see I read it in the notes. <laughs> so, cause I was like, oh, I'm definitely gonna forget this. But it was so funny. So after that big event, I was like, oh, man, like, I just want to go to bed. Like, I'm exhausted. I'm tired. But then our girl Haley had texted me, and she's like, come out for drinks. And I was like, I do need alcohol. Like, I do want a little adult bevy after this long situation. So I was like, okay, fine. Like, I'll go out. And it was a really great time. So I'm glad I went out. And usually, like, my extroverted, the extroverted part of myself is, like, always happy when I do stuff like that even if I'm tired but uh, we just got on this topic um, I don't know how we got there but basically how did we get there I don't know you know when it's us it's just like here's the story and then something right. ties to something else and then we somehow get here so at some point I made a comment about this guy we both know I'm like well I guess I feel like I said Haley's name I can say Tommy's name it's fine um, so our friend Tommy he is this uh, big, beefy, like, gym rat or gym buff or, I don't, lunk, I don't know what you call people who go to the gym, but um, he, I mean, we do go to the same gym, so I go there too, but he, like, has friends, like, he has a social life at the gym, whereas I'm, right. like, I'm sweaty and gross and, like, I don't know what machines do and I just, yeah, and so the thing about Tommy, besides his love, true love for the gym and, like, fitness and stuff like that, is the way he hugs women. Mm-hmm. It, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen him embrace me, Louise, or other women. You talked about it, yeah. Yes, I know. <laughs> That's <was> notable. <laughs> and so I, like, so Tommy was there. And so I said something. They were talking about body parts, whatever. And I was like, well, I would suspect that based on the way that Tommy hugs, he's an ass man. That's, I remember that was the statement that I said <laughs> on the start. <laughs> conversation and it was just such a funny like so then the whole table just it was like maybe about seven or eight of us like started talking about like okay well what makes a good hugger because I was like I was like 
good huggers. Like, I enjoy a good hug. Like, I mean, you know, most specifically, like, from a man or whatever. Like, I enjoy, like, men who can hug. Like, and it doesn't have to be, like, you know, what it doesn't have to be mean that we're together or I like them. I just, I like to be embraced physically by a big-ass man. So, like, here we are. <laughs> and Tommy fits all those descriptions. I don't know what to tell you. Um, like, if you could just see his arms and my thighs, like, next to each other, you'd be like, which one's a <laughs> anyway um and so I was like I just really enjoy a good hug and so they were like you know Sharice what's a good hug or whatever and I was like well it's somewhere between like so you know like a standard hug like you just I don't know how we time out when to release from people but it always seems kind of a mutual like right okay, you go in you go out a good hugger stays just like a couple seconds longer mm. and just like lingers a little bit and there's like a little like uh, hand motion of the back and there's like a little tight like squeeze to it like there's just like a little and they were like like how do you feel like how would you describe like how you feel I was like this sounds so like ridiculous but I was like I don't I feel secure <laughs> like, I, like, I literally feel like I would not be able to fall over at this moment right like I could just stand here and I'm just like oh Again, physical touch sometimes moves very high up on my um, love languages. Mm-hmm. And so in in moments like these where we have been fucking quarantined, I'm like, honey, someone could come hug me right now. We could just kind of stay there. <laughs> but, being touched deprived during quarantine is a real thing. Yes. I've seen some posts about that. And I'm like, mm-hmm. hmm, okay. I might, there might be, well, there always is, but there's a certainly validity to how I'm feeling in regards to that. And it's like, yeah, like not always like, sex but like just like touch yeah and and it's funny because like I notice it more now that we've been in quarantine and like the mm-hmm. whole thing has been like to not touch to not be around people and blah 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 and I'm like oh I do really, like I t- I just touch people like a lot again not in an inappropriate way but like I'll, I'll be like I'll just put my hand on like someone's like shoulder or like thigh like if we're like friends and we know each other mm-hmm. and like we're laughing like that's just a part of like me being like oh my right. gosh like the closeness. So, yes, I've created boundaries mm-hmm. more often for like men I don't know and things like right. that. Of like, please do not like you don't have to embrace me or touch me. But like for folks I know, I'm like, come and get a piece of this. Like all of like just give I'm me serving all of myself this. up, and you can take a piece. <laughs> exactly. So yes, that was my little moment. I was like, I have to remember this to share this <laughs> with Louise. So yes. Um, fantastic. So let's do some shout outs for the culture. I hear we have another listener review from our girl, Mallory. Yes. You got it. Yeah. Hey, Mallory. Um, so Mallory sent us uh, a text review, which we love. Yes. Um, So she texted me, OMG, why did I not know about your podcast? (laughs) Uh, I'm also just like, damn, I miss chatting life with Luis while listening. LMAO. And I said, BB, I was just thinking about you and your partner. Like, oh my God, we had planned to visit. And then COVID, miss you. You know, that little emoji with the little like eye watery face and then little hearts. Oh, yes. Um, and yeah, so shout out to Mallory for, for supporting and yes. I'm a favorite person to talk to. So, yes. But no, thank you, you know, Mallory and so many of y'all who have texted. And I think we have a little bit of a queue. So, we have a couple of people that were yes, we shout do. out. So, if you know us again personally, text us, let us know what you think. Um, and we will shout you out. Definitely. All right. Well, I don't want to waste any more time. We got to get into this topic. So you ready? I'm ready. 
And I remember you put out this song, Nanya, mm -hmm. and a lot of people were saying, okay, you know, August is dating Jada Pinkett Smith, and mm -hmm. that was something that was circulating as a rumor, and that kind of solidified it to people, so. Right. Um, today we're going to be talking about the entanglement of Sir August Alcina and Madam Jada Pinkett, well, Jada Corin Pinkett Smith, which I learned that was her middle name right. because that was featured on his video, Nunya, but we'll, we'll get into all of that. But anyway, so me and Louise were like, oh my gosh, we have to have this conversation. We were like, we need an expert of the subject of marriage on here because we can talk about all of our shenanigans, but we've not right. had marriage shenanigans. So um, I want to introduce our first ever Courting in Color cutie guest extraordinaire, so Miss Tamra, Mrs. Tamra, hello, introduce yourself and thank you for coming. Yes, I'm Tamara. I've been happily married for, hmm, I guess, 15-ish years. Yes. <laughs> I think when you go happy, beyond are those the happy years, are those the happy I was, I was years? like, I think once you go beyond the honeymoon phase, you just it's like when you're carrying a child, like you forget mm -hmm. how many months how how many months are old. Anyway, but, but I thought there was like five. Like, don't you get something at like certain marriage intervals, like the, after the first year, the fifth year, the tenth year, and the fifteenth year? Um, Where does the diamond? Where does the diamonds come in? That's Where do you? Do, but do you really want copper? Like, do you like? I think one of them is like a copper anniversary. No, like, I'm you, not good because I always want diamonds and pearls <laughs> and bags and shoes. So okay, so 15ish years, and I have like a million children. Um, one is 22. Yes. One turned 22 yesterday. Yeah. Happy, happy birthday, Orlando. <laughs> and I have a 16-year-old, a soon-to-be 13-year-old, and a six-year-old just that just had a birthday. Also. Dang, yes. Tamara, you span the whole like child child age of psychology. <laughs> you know what? They're happening all at the same time. That's why I don't remember how many years I've been married. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? In your defense, yeah, that's a lot of humans to keep up with and to care for and to like on those days. So I support you having a rough estimate of ages and anniversaries, mm -hmm. so. <laughs> <laughs> but that is fine. But yes, I'm super excited to get into this because I don't even, like, I didn't know that this was happening when it actually happened, like what, four years ago? And so I had to get all caught up on this. So basically, for anyone who's listening who doesn't know, um, Jada Pinkett Smith, and Will Smith and August Alsina have been in the news a lot lately because of the alleged but now confirmed relationship between August and Jada. Because, <laughs> like, it was like, was it true? I don't know. Yes, it was true. Everyone has now said that. And so, do y'all listen to August Alsina's music? Like, I forgot who he was. Okay. Same. <laughs> he has like a hit, like, I don't know how long ago, but not recently. Like, no. Okay. Yeah, because actually when I was like, what's this Nunya song that he was um, referencing or that Angela Yee was referencing? And then I was like, oh, the Keelani song. Like that's, yes. I was like, I'm used, I thought it was her song, which I think it was, but then he like popped on it. And so I was like, I didn't even think about that as him. So there's that. But you know what? We may not know August, but Jada sure does. So basically, mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So basically, they met in 2015, and according to SheKnows.com, <laughs> apparently Jada was supporting Jaden and Willow, and they were performing at the Wireless Festival in London, and he was there, and that's how they met. Um, and then I guess he had, like, you know, his mental health issues as well as his physical issues and other, like, things that he, he just was a human in need of repair, I guess you could say, or at least that's how it feels like Jada took it on. Um, and so somewhere between 2015 and 2018, the entanglement happened of them going from their family, the Smith family kind of supporting August in various ways to, you know, August becoming acquainted with Jada's boudoir. Um, and then in 2018, August was on the Red Table Talk. I don't know. I was unclear if at that point they were still hooking up because they, she said once they stopped, he like cut off all communication. Mm-hmm. So I was like, well, if he showed up on your show, I'm guessing y'all were still maybe in cahoots. I don't know. In 2019, though, that's when Nunya came out. And according to Billboard.com, see, I did my research today. <laughs> According to Billboard.com, um, in April 2019, the official video features an animoji singing lyrics while he's texting someone named Corin, which is Jada's middle name. And then he also drops a gif of Jada in the conversation right when he says, you got me feeling like it was an act, you're just an actress putting it on the show because you don't want the whole world to know that you lost a man who loved you all along. Baby, we couldn't just let this go. I was like, damn, he was in his feelings. I didn't even realize that. And then really the timeline wraps with 2020 a few weeks ago <laughs> when August Alcina <laughs> had, I was like, oh, this timeline is not, you know, not that deep as far as the uh, amount of number of years. But um, a few weeks ago, August had his interview with Angela Yee, which was promoting his um, new album. What is it? State of Emergency new album. And so and they had an hour long conversation. I did not watch the hour. I was specifically watching for this conversation around Jada. And so if you haven't seen it, it's somewhere around like 16 minutes or whatever. And they talk about it for maybe about 10 minutes. And he's like, you know, I loved her. And you saw him getting emotional. He had so many bracelets and watches on. They were just dangling about. (laughs) Like I was so distracted. I was like, can you please take this last shit off? But him and his bracelets were like, I loved her. Like, you know, he was like, I sat down with Will and had a conversation where he gave me his blessings. And he was Mm. like, I, I totally, (laughs) I totally gave myself to that relationship for years. Um, and I truly and really, really did love her or deeply loved her and have, have a ton of love for her. I devoted myself to it. I gave my full self to it so much so that I could die now and be okay with knowing that I fully gave some myself to somebody and people never get that in this lifetime. And so um, that's what, that's pretty much the big piece of what August was saying about Jada. And then after all this mess was like going down and popping up and memes had already been solidified, (laughs) Jada brought herself to the red table and had to clear up some rumors, which really shouldn't clear up anything. She actually just confirmed the rumors that they were, in fact, entangled. 
And when she said entangled, Will was like, what do you really mean? And she was like, relationships. So that's where we are. So what are y'all's initial thoughts like about um, each of their interviews, like August and Jada? Can I add one quick thing? So I forgot about this, but their people, so their meaning Will and Jada's people, put out a statement first and was like, oh no, August Alcina, like that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And then obviously we come to find out it obviously did. So I thought that was really interesting that their people said, they're oh no, this didn't happen. Right. And they're like, oh no, it actually did. So, but anyway. They said the start of the Red Talk table, the Red Table Talk, they said they never put out a statement through their people. So yeah. Will denied that. He said that we've oh, never made right. a comment about it. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I think it's because part of me was like, well, when you have quote people and publicists and stuff like that, whenever any rumors come in, I do wonder, do they, like, I would imagine that they would check in with you to be like, okay, like I'm about to send out the denials. We good. Or maybe they're just like so used to denying stuff that they just like send it out without their permission. I wasn't sure, but either way, it didn't matter. And I, I don't know, do you think that's why they felt the need to have the red table talk? Because, because there was people who were seemingly from their camps denying it? Or do you think it just was because it was the whole thing? Like, do you think it was that specifically? Well, can I just say that, can I start? Yeah, yeah please. <laughs> so this is not, this is not in reference to the relationship per se, but just to your question about the purpose of the red table talk mm-hmm. because I was like I was glued in my ear was like trying to get through all the way to hear all she was gonna say yes. <laughs> and she didn't say anything so mm. my take on bringing herself to the red table talk was that she wanted to bring some more coins to yes. her bag absolutely and that was it so in regards to that table talk I think that was just for money yeah I yeah, would, I would I- agree I think they had what like twelve million views. Yeah, when I last saw, 15, I was like, it was like fifteen in the first twenty-four hours. Mm. Oh, 15. Okay. Wow. So, how many like dollars does that equal a lot? <laughs> <laughs> I think they can rest assured that they they can sleep well with their stacks of money. Um, they right like addressed it, but didn't. And mm. my well, so my thought was that like y- there have always since I can remember like there's always been rumors that Will and Jada have an open relationship and even even I think August was like you know yeah they've talked about just being life partners as opposed to like husband and wife and things like that and so I was I kind of was like well if they've always had this setup then why now do they Mm -hmm. need to like talk about it I was like I wonder if it's because it's Jada who kind of is caught up in the mess like I don't know like I recently saw like pictures of like Will hugged up on this white girl but I mean like it's Hollywood and like who knows like you can give someone a hug and it can be platonic but it could also not be um and so I was like I just wonder why they felt the need to address this when rumors stay popping up you know what I mean well I really do think to what Tamara said it was about money because (laughs) I think I've only honestly maybe have seen only two Red Table talks the one Jada was talking to Will's first wife and then part of the Jordan Woods one like maybe half or a quarter of it but I know those are like 45 or 50 minutes and this was not even 20 minutes and so like (laughs) what did you really talk about and then I watched you know the Red Table talk and I'm like if we broke down the time I would say maybe 20% and that would that's a gracious percentage was actually Mm -hmm. about August Alsina 
the rest of the 80% exactly. was like very therapy language. Like it's all good. It's all healing. Love, healing. Love. Yeah, we ride together. We die together. Bad marriage for life. And I'm like, I cringed was, at that. So much. I was just like, this is so weird. And, <laughs> and I was rolling this, her eyes. I read this article by, uh, I think it was the, the Salon, no, Slate, sorry, Slate Magazine, uh, mm-hmm. that talked about even how they were dressed was very similar, so they both had, like, a light blue top and, like, a mm-hmm. dark Yeah, this blue. was definitely curated. Like, yeah. I feel like it was a whole thing. Like, I felt like she had given him his lines. The time that, <laughs> remember the commercial that she put out there? She was like, I'm bringing myself to the red table. Yes. I think from that moment, she was like, all right, well, these are your lines. This is what you're allowed to say. This is what I'm going to say. Yeah. And then, because even when he said, Jada. Yeah. And then I got into an entanglement with August. That's what I said. An entanglement? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. A relationship. Yes. It was yeah. a relationship. Absolutely. Like, What's an entanglement? That was like also probably planned. I feel like the whole right. thing was curated. I just so really? disappointed. Well, um, I think it's just so interesting that when I think of people who control their narrative, I think of the Kardashians, right? I don't think mm. of the the Smiths. I think of other celebrities. I, think of, I don't. Jay and Beyonce. Right. Yeah. Like there's just no people we know that are very like. Yes, Beyonce and Jay-Z are private, but we also have seen that they control their narratives, especially with, like, Solange and, you know, the mm-hmm. elevator scene. Um, yeah. But, like, at least the, 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 the Pinkett Smiths, the Smiths were more private. They weren't necessarily controlled. They knew how to deflect it. And so this was just so interesting to think about that they were doing very much a PR, PR show. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. And, I mean, and honestly, like, I could definitely tell there were moments where Will was listening but like just waiting to re- or like he knew what to say next right like oh interesting the lines that 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 he was fed the, yes. the ride together die together i thought where he slipped up a little bit which i was like oh this is curious to see was when he was saying something effective like oh well since you did your entanglement now i can remember. oh that was personal that was that, personal. it was personal she, but, when, but when jada replied i think you've already got me back yeah, i'm she like, like stick to the script right but, like <laughs> Sir, but, don't be out here just putting my ass on Front Street. Don't act like, or don't act like you're like clean and Mister like perfect guy. Like some, I felt like her retort was like, no, because I have like three women in mind that you've been entangled right. with himself. But I'm not gonna. We're not. We're and, just not gonna go there. And I thought that was just interesting that he would even. I don't want to say stoop to that level, but or he was petty, right? But I'm just surprised he was so petty. He was petty in such a public way, maybe. Mm. Right, like well, I was excited that's... for him. I was rooting for him to like <laughs> come out like the S on his chest and just go with it. Like this is the real deal. I'm tired of this red table. I'm I'm tossing right. the table, flipping the like table. Jesus, like Jesus in the temple, just you know. But yes, you just come in. But who did you think? Like, did you think he was gonna flip the table about like being like I'm so angry that like. I didn't have my wife for those moments or was it like I'm flipping it at you Jada I hope this cup of water gets like on you like who do you think he was like gonna flip a table for or about I felt like flipping the table I felt like he was just exhausted with the whole thing like he's having to relive this and I can only imagine mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. what also is going on in the background like are there kids reliving this like they haven't That's come out and I was said anything mm-hmm. so I just felt like I felt like he, if he like raised the table it was gonna finally just be him being who he who he is which is what I was telling I think I told you this Chatrice was like I get tired uh like I feel like men 
in marriages and not, and so nothing is um about my marriage but i just feel like men <laughs> in marriages that. become dads like they and they become fathers and i feel mm-hmm. like he he's become this dad and so he's in this persona of a dad and so his face uh, is very tired but i felt like if he flipped the table it was going to be in defense of his children uh, and him having to go through this nonsense with her yeah. all over again I took it. Mm-hmm. I took it very similarly, right? That the red table was the public, right? And flipping over the red table was more mm-hmm. so for the public to finally shut up. Like, here's who we are, and it's kind of interesting because in other facets of their personal life, they're a little bit more public, right? Like, they're very open ways of really, of raising um, Willow yeah, and Jaden, right? And so it's interesting that this is what they choose to be a little bit more quiet. So I was kind of ready for that, and I think um, Tamara, what you are also saying about like. Uh, men having to kind of go through something in order to become better. It makes me think of Jay-Z and Beyonce, right? Like mm-hmm. Jay-Z finally kind of learned, I think he it was in 444. There's some couple lyric reference, like, oh, it took me having a daughter, it took me going through this to realize like how good I had it or like seeming, and the statement there was seemingly it like, seemingly Jay-Z had to go through growing up because of like Beyonce's pain and like the pain he had caused versus like just growing up and being good of his own person. Like why does it take something dramatic to happen in order for you to grow up? And the same thing like you were saying, Luis, is that like they're so they're so like they're very eccentric in raising their mm-hmm. children, their extended mm-hmm. family. They're like one of the first black families. And my family is like this I have this extended, you know, have a child with another guy. Like we have this very interrelated relationship but they were like the first black family i would say honestly like openly where we had like it was okay for the stepmom and the mom to be friends and all that stuff right Mm -hmm. so that's the other part that made me feel that this interview was curated because i feel like um what's Jaden? you know he openly said that he loved kid uh not kid cuddy but one of the other artists at a at a concert last year i remember mm-hmm. him open you know oh yeah yeah, yeah and people were like oh are they dating right. was it um oh who was it who was it i know yeah i can't I think of the artist he's in california but i just think that like and for them that's like that they're like i love my children regardless like they are they have been the perfect role model for that like don't hold people accountable for who they for being themselves so that's why I feel again that this art this interview was very curated because I feel like so this is the other part where I was getting into it I feel like they have them they they do have an open marriage like I feel like (laughs) this and I feel like I don't know if Will said yes you can take her hand but I I hope not I think that they have an they've they've had an open marriage I think that unfortunate he this young man August is very immature and so he, he didn't know how to deal with it like the white women that yeah. you see on Will's arm like they just want him to be there for whatever sexual or non whatever like they know their role and then here mm-hmm. comes August this 23 24 year old young yeah. man who's fallen like he she broke the mm-hmm. code in regards to like you never mm-hmm. make them fall in love and he <laughs> fell all the way in so that's again that's why I think the the anger he was like he just looked tired but the the anger for the for the interview i think that it was all again that was all curated and um i i did some quick googling and so the Jaden love you that was for tyler the creator yeah the creator yeah thank you yeah yeah it's so interesting the this like kind of idea of like to what tamara you were saying with with the open marriage because 
they kind of give nods to it, right? This other article, I like, believe me, I like, I think this is the furthest <laughs> invested I've been in the Pinkett Smiths. So like, yes, a, I know. Don't get me wrong. I love the bad boys movies. I will watch them like <laughs> one and two. Um, but, uh, but I think it was the cut quoted Jada from another interview saying like, well, you know, Will's his own man and whatever he does is all good as long as he can like look himself in the mirror and be fine. And so mm. people kind of interpreted that as like, well, you, or I think she even said like, I'm not his watcher, right? Like I'm not, like I'm not his key, his keeper, basically. So whatever he does, yeah. I don't care as long as he's good with whatever he does, right? And I think I will say well, it doesn't I, bother me. Uh, I was just really quickly. It doesn't bother me like their use of life partners because I think, like you know, probably for many of us, we use partner in this very like inclusive sense. It's like I kind of see life partner as a inclusive thing so that doesn't distract me too much like I guess that's part of the reason why I didn't understand why they had to make a red table to begin with besides like right capitalizing on this moment because I'm like if that if you really like I would hope that that is um an equal part of your relationship right like you're not his watchdog he's not your watchdog so like y'all do whatever and then you come back to each other at night which that's what it was coming back to each other at the end of the night, I feel like I've heard that. And granted, yeah. like a lot of my girlfriends are single, like, or like single and dating or like, you know, in relationships, but not necessarily married. And I feel like I've heard in my last like 10 years of like life, women say like, well, as long as he come home at night. And I always was very disturbed mm-hmm. by that. They're so trifling. Well, I mean, that, like, I'm like, uh, no. It's weird. I even heard that my first entanglement. Yeah, that's really what I'm, that's really. <laughs> no, but like, but That's like, really what yeah. I'm thinking about in college. Yeah. It's like, who like, cares? Well, as- it's kind of the saying like, what, I don't care what bed he is in as long as he sleeps in mine at the end of the night. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. then when you think about, what was I watching? Some, something on the internet or watching and they were talking about um, how black people have basically been like conditioned to keep secrets it was a comedian that was talking about it Mm -hmm. so some joke he was making but basically like yeah like there's been like so they should have had you know august sign an nda or something like that because like there have been full-grown men having a second family like down the street or whatever and you don't find out until the funeral so (laughs) which i'm like my my uh grandfather is guilty of that and so and i know there's many other people who have like situations like that and so i feel like like what I don't know. Maybe we've all been okay with open marriages this whole time, and it just hasn't been. Maybe there hasn't been a title to it. But like, what do y'all think? Like, do y'all think that this is going to help people normalize um, open marriages, or do you think this is going to help more POC explore open marriages? I don't know. What do y'all think? I don't know if they're exploring open marriages. I think that marriages are just complicated anyway. So I think it's like a never say never type of thing. Uh Like, so I know you said that people say, as long as he comes back to my bed at night, I think there's married couples that may have either a really huge house or maybe even a small apartment, but Uh that doesn't mean they're both in the same room together. Like, which is, it's just convenient. Right. My therapist actually talked about that. I forget what we were talking about, but she was saying like, you'd be surprised how many couples don't live together or don't sleep in the same bed. Yeah. So I think that it doesn't, I think that if anything, the one thing I appreciated about this whole situation that it did open up a narrative, like opened up a question for people to start thinking and reflecting on their own relationships and also understand that, 
marriages aren't perfect. They're again, mm-hmm. they're very complicated. I think I said marriage is not for the weak at heart. Yeah. Like you're going to see your partner at the ugliest time. Um, though you both are, I mean, it's going to be some really horrible times, trying times. And again, I will say this to my Courtney in color colleagues or peers yeah. is that it's marriage is complicated and simple at the right. same time. And I think it's up to you, which is when, when Jada says, um, like, I'm, you know, I'm not holding up the mirror to will. Like, I think that they allow each other to be who they are mm-hmm. and that works for their relationship. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean that that works for Tamara and her relationship. Right. right. So I right. think that, yeah, Is I there, think I'll leave it there. Um, so I want to talk about two things, but I guess to what we were, to, to what you just said, like Tamara, I think the, what, what came to mind from hearing you talk was like the scrutiny, right? So the level of scrutiny that this has raised, yeah, do you yeah. get the sense that it, this is just, that it's more like black people and people of color paying attention to this or like do white people are paying attention to this and they have something to say? And I asked that question because often the conversation I hear is like, well, we would never scrutinize uh, um, like a- Jennifer and, and Brad Pitt, right? Or, or mm-hmm. sorry, Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt or insert another famous white people here. So why are we scrutinizing? Goldie Hawn and Russell, that Kurt. Who've never <laughs> yeah. been married, right? Who have, yes, who have right. never been married. So, yeah. so I, like, I guess that's maybe my question that I'm posing. Do you feel like that, who is paying attention to what's going on with the pink pinkets mix? That's a good question. Racially. I don't know. I don't, I don't really, f- I mean, I look at Vogue and all those other um, predominantly white vlogs and bo- um, blogs. I don't, think that this was a headline i don't know mm-hmm. that's a good point. yeah i mean i think when i was googling it i think i saw your kind of like people billboard right even some of the things like the uh, slate magazine but not like this is not a cnn <laughs> front lines <laughs> no. level thing um yeah so I, yeah i had just thought about that i think the other thing is okay if i talk about a thing that annoyed me with the Red Table Talk. Okay. So I don't know if you all caught this or annoyed me. I was really annoyed with the fact that they started off the Red Table Talk talking about, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Alcina. August. August. Thank you, Aug. Next month. Aug. The first time. Aug. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They know him on a personal level. It's Aug. Right, right. So it's Aug. They need to Aug fans. No, I'm kidding. Uh, So what annoyed me is that they talked about his mental health in this kind of like oh well he was really fragile and like see it's his mental health and like they mm-hmm. kind of like they they brought that up in a really weird way it just did not sit well with me and I don't know if I can fully articulate it or if you all caught that or if it just it was interesting that they started with that and what they did not say which I had heard from other blogs and I think Chatrice you said it was why he was in such a low mental health right I think they kind of glossed mm-hmm. over that but they made it a really big point to focus on that he was broken or that he was like, mm-hmm. which I thought was so disgusting, honestly. Well, and that's why I was like, I don't, <laughs> yeah, I don't, there, obviously there's so much more to that, right? Because I'm like, I don't recall Jada Pinkett Smith ever being a licensed mental <laughs> health care professional. So I'm like, right. what did she think she could actually offer August on that or and I know he has like a chronic illness like he does actually have a chronic illness and I can't like um 
he's talked about it actually on the red table before so I, I can't remember exactly what it is and so again though she's not a medical healthcare professional right. either so I don't really know what she thought what I think she thought was damn he looked good he's so young and fine and my marriage is on the rocks well she's kind of referenced <laughs> that a little bit she kind of referenced that in her red table talk saying like she was broken or she herself was like broken or kind of this like savior complex she has this thing about saving broken things and she's also like the child of a heroin addict so Um, how close to home is that for mm -hmm. her to be able to support someone and something very familiar to her right yeah and further um reinforce that savior complex for her yeah and i think about i mean (laughs) i much like jada pinkett smith am not a mental health care professional But I do think about the times where I've dated um, men and, you know, Black men in particular, as that's 98 point or 99.9% of the people I've dated. I do think about like sometimes during the relationship and sometimes I don't realize it until after. And like, you know, going through like my own therapy process and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, wait. Oh, okay. Like he was broken. Like I, I do think like if you get to know someone on an intimate level and you have some I don't know, some awareness of what you believe to be like a normal or stable level of happiness or joy or just whatever. I do think sometimes you can see the unhappiness in people and maybe it's a reflection of your own shit, but like I have dated someone and I was like, oh shit, like, no, he's actually just like not a happy person. And that's what I didn't realize. And I'm probably guilty of also being like, okay, well, like, we can work through this and blah, 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 blah. But I'm like, I can't be the only happy person in this relationship though it seemed like jada was having her own shit so i just think it was two people at their low points coming together and i i mean honestly like watching that august alcina interview like that was like sad and i've seen like some like some other people's reactions and they were like well damn august was out here like literally almost in tears over jada like like just you could see the anguish like you could just see like everything on his face and Jada was like, girl, I just need an uh, itch to be scratched. I need a healing, sexual healing. Yeah, she needs to get away from her life. It was right, like, like she it was a different exactly. opportunity. She, exactly. she, had, she had her own real life girls trip into Cena's. Ah! Because that was around this time, right? When they were like, oh, this started four and a half years ago. I'm like, I think girls trip came out not Ooh. four years ago. I think about three years ago. Now it's been it a takes movie. a minute to make a movie too. Right. So, right, that right. Means maybe so I was like, on set. <laughs> yeah. oh, they were in New Orleans. Remember? Yes. I mean, that listen, is, and that is we'll look up. Did August Alcina perform at that year's uh, Essence <laughs> Festival? Okay, uh, so Girls Trip was released July twenty first, twenty seventeen. So it had okay, to be the whole year before that. So you're yeah. right. Oh, mm. interesting. Ooh, listen, that, that look, Bayou she, Heat. <laughs> she's like, let me get Bayou in this. Speaking of which, so this is the other part. So this is like, we could like, there's so many intersections of this. So I think there's mental health. I think there's like depression, like, like Mm -hmm. depression and also drug use and things like that. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like that's one take of it. I think there's um, low self-esteem. I think that's a whole Mm -hmm. nother table talk that people could have. I think there's parenting. I think there's also relationship. And then what you're talking about, talking about Luis is leading me into um, that bayou entanglement. (laughs) <laughs> I just think like I mean I feel like again I said it before but I feel like Will at a certain point just became a boring dad for Jada mm. and but he wasn't putting it on her 
Yes, I think that although August was like hurting or whatever, we I don't know the the details of what he was ma- like managing and going through, but I feel like Jada always references Tupac, right? As her mm-hmm. like love, like that's like her that was her love, like that's what took her. And she's always been kind of like she was a rock star for a minute. She just has like these really <laughs> eccentric ways and then mm-hmm. I see Will as this like Hi, y'all. I'm home. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get a chicken. And um, I don't know if I made this comment in one of the comments, but I just thought, like, I just imagine Will in, like, dad jeans and... That was a text to me. <laughs> okay. I just imagine Will Smith in, like, dad jeans or whatever. Like, he's no longer the Fresh Prince That's with Jazzy good. Jeff. And kind of built up his, like, Instagram persona around kind of, like, a Black cool dad in some ways, right? Like, he does the dances, he does, like... (laughs) But this is all recent. But again, if you follow the timeline, like, he's become... Mm. He's all of a sudden Mm. becoming this person. Like, he's morphing Mm. into this person Mm -hmm. over the past four years. But before then, he was, like... Who? Like, who? He was... He was... He was living off those uh, syndicated checks. Yeah, he was the dad to Jaden and Willow. Like he was doing what he's supposed to do, which is what every woman wants. But just like when um in marriages they're like, Oh, I want uh you know, I want a woman in the boardroom and a freak in the bedroom. Listen, honey, we women or like listen, I need that in my life. Like, I need yes. you to be you know, I have a Bronx bad boy. I need you to be, you know, getting your stuff. I'm excited your... for this single to drop called yes. Bronx bad boy. Bronx bad boy. My Bronx bad boy. Yes. But, you know, I need you to be respectful. Like, I, what attracted me to, to you is that you were, you know, very respectful. You could mm-hmm. definitely be, you know, a great partner and a father to my children. But also what attracted me was you had on your, you know, your fitted cap. <laughs> and your zip code was Healthy. like New York, like big city. And so don't stop that, like keep it yeah. going. And so mm-hmm. I think at a certain point also, that's probably, that was a factor in the entanglement because it was Definitely. like flatline. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, you bring up, I, th- I think you bring up a good point, Tamara, because that's what I wondered. I was like, so y'all talk about like, Will was like, I was ready to like drop kick your ass or whatever. Like y'all talk about like y'all were angry. Like y'all were like, we are basically, it seems like maybe not even speaking, probably mm-hmm. not. I'm like, y'all are rich enough to not have to live in the same roof. Or I mean, True. honestly, even if you right. did. If, if well, and again, like the timeline, if it was four and a half years ago, and I'm assuming that Jada had to live in New Orleans for a little bit for girls trip, right? And so. Mm-hmm. It could have been that. But I mean, like, even if she didn't have a movie, I'm sure they have a beach right. house. Oh, yeah. And so well, I'm like. And if, and if they were four and a half years ago. August Alcina met them at like a festival tour yeah. and Willow and in Jade London. In London. Mario's <laughs> London. Um, but um, yeah, and so I think that's what I wanted to know. More, I, that's what I personally wanted to know more about. Not that it necessarily was connected, but like what what got y'all to this like right. we, we can't stand each other point? Like was it like was Jada tired of your boring ass? Like did you really need to go reinvent yourself? Which like like he said, like he started to do. Like Jada, were you like over there tripping doing something? Like that that I would have been very interested to know like what was it that did like, he did he not say did he and I didn't memorize the transcript for their Red Table Talk, but <laughs> I feel like he said at a certain point, I couldn't make Jada happy. So that's mm-hmm. why I went to the dad jeans. Oh, uh, okay, okay. 
because my, my, my partner, my husband and I always talk about that. I'm always like, you have, tell me what makes, what, tell me what keeps you going. And then also like, I'm going to tell you what's going to keep me going. (laughs) And so when he said that I couldn't make you happy, I feel like that often. I'm always like, no, do it this way, do it that way, whatever. So I feel like he's just like, look, I'm just, I'm throwing my hands up. I couldn't make Jada happy. And I just, she had to just go. Like, yes. She had to go find her happiness, I think is what he, what he said. And she found her happiness in the arms of August. <laughs> and that August took it as he said, I could have her. <laughs> I could have right. her. He gave me permission. <laughs> right. I definitely did believe when Will and Jada were like, I did not give him permission to have, like that. Like, cause that is gross to even like, right. hey man, can I uh, fuck your wife? Like, I mean, like, is that the conversation? Like, what was concubine? Right, like think, exactly. Like Jada doesn't have free will anymore. Like what is what is going on? <laughs> I wonder. Like I think this is one of those things where words matter, right? So you call yes. it that is probably just you, you. probably just had a conversation. And Will was like, "It's good." Like, like we're good, or we're good. Like, like yeah, we're she's good. doing her That's thing. That's not permission. That's just you know. Right. Like. Um, yeah. Just made me think that was that like <laughs> was that a kitchen table talk? Like, did August come out of <laughs> Jada's side of the house to come get some orange juice? <laughs> they met at the bridge late night. <laughs> or his coffee oh, shit, and then bro. they both look at each other and he's like, My bad man. He's like, You good. <laughs> now it's permission. Little, and little did we know this whole time it was about the orange juice and <laughs> <laughs> It was not about Jada. <laughs> really, the entanglement was over Tang Ju. <laughs> yes, there you go. There That's you why go. it's there entangled. You go. <laughs> but um, actually, speaking uh, real quick, speaking of that, are either of you surprised that they didn't invite August? Like, I thought she yes, brought people I, to the table to like have those tough conversations. You brought your damn self. Like right. we could have had another 12 <laughs> minutes had you brought the other person involved in this, you that's know. That's for she, when the, that's when COVID is over. Then she's gonna oh, make okay. more money. <laughs> Doing a part a two. Months. Yes, but no, I actually did have that thought about halfway through. I was like, oh, why not just bring August Alcina onto the red table? Because it's kind of like now a he said, she said moment because mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember what specifically, but I was like, I think in this moment you could turn to him and be and say, what did, what do you mean by this? Or why did you say this? Right. Exactly. I think this is like one of those things where you could have a conversation about like, why did you do this? Or what I wanted to hear. And maybe this is where I did think of it is when she was like, and you talked about this Patrice when, uh, you know, basically uh, when her and Will got back together, then kind of August was like cut off the ties. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, I kind of now, want to hear august respond to this in this moment and mm-hmm. because it's like everyone has their own interpretation right it's the the thing of there's three sides to the truth like the individual sides and then the actual truth and i'm like yeah. doubt if he if they reached out to him but i feel like august is like august gone wild and so she couldn't <laughs> control she couldn't control the narrative of that that script like she couldn't bring him in like she couldn't send him the script ahead of time to stick to stay yeah. on he probably was like i'm not doing that Shatrice, did you in your uh, investigative journalism did you <laughs> find out like with Angela Yee, because um, it kind of came up, it was only 10 minutes and it was kind of only halfway through. I really thought when I had heard, when I had heard that August Alcina said all of this about Jada Pinkett Smith, I really thought like it was a very deliberate interview about that. Like yeah. I did not yeah, know that it was same. part of this larger one hour interview yeah. about his upcoming project. Yeah. And so I guess my question is like, 
obviously, you know, any kind of good uh, guest type of thing, like they probably sent him the questions ahead of time or topics. Mm -hmm. So he obviously saw them and approved of them, but I'm like, why ask this? And what was the greater context? I I didn't watch what led up to that conversation or what was after, but it kind Mm -hmm. of made me think about like, what prompted Angela Yee to even ask that? Because it wasn't like, it was such a, it was a blimp, really a blip in the whole, in the bigger conversation. Yeah. Well, so I I did watch the beginning because no, like, there was literally no timestamp anywhere that I saw to tell me where to start. So I watched from the beginning, and what I can remember, I mean, he, I would say he's seemingly, like, a very, like, thoughtful, and, like, thought when I say thoughtful, like, in his head, kind of, mm-hmm. like, um, emotional and not necessarily in a bad way, uh, passionate kind of guy. And so I felt like everything he talked, like, literally, like, a few minutes before they talked about Jada, they were talking about, like, him being molested. And so, like, he like mm. he truly has gone through, like, a lot in his life. And, like, mm-hmm. he's talking about... he His sister talking, was what they talked about right afterwards. Right. She passed died, away, right? So, like, it, it was, like, trauma, 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 trauma. Like, I, I definitely, you know, feel... have some empathy for him and just, like, all the stuff that he's gone through. And so, part of what they had talked about was I guess he did like a documentary which I was like how odd that like an up-and-coming artist feels the need to do so and they were talking about some of his songs or whatever and right like this song that he that Angela Yee was referencing Nunya is old so like I don't know that she had like a particular reason as it related to the album or his upcoming documentary, I think she was just a journalist. I used to always listen to The Breakfast Club, and I know that they have, like, this relationship with him. Like, he is a friend of uh, The Breakfast Club. Oh, August is? Mm-hmm. Oh. She, he's, like, I would say in certain in certain interviews, I feel like he was, like, the little brother that they want to keep an eye on. Like, he's uh, talked about that before. So I know that maybe she had already planned that and talked talk through with him what the plan was going to be for the interview I was say, but that just makes me think again like I said it's so many intersections of this interview I feel even for people of color like I felt like at this red table that was a great opportunity for Will and Jada to talk about like they talked about therapy right mm-hmm. and we know the stigma around black people brown people going to counselors I feel like it could have been an easy plug or just kind of talk through like therapy as a resource talked about um August's trauma after trauma after trauma like has he ever connected has he connected to a counselor y'all went to a a marriage therapist Mm -hmm. so I think that was another way for them to also kind of talk through that and talk about like what like what got them going to therapy for their marriage and then what are some things that they've been learning about themselves through this therapy mm-hmm. yeah that was another opportunity i thought about kind of branching out of that interview so many things they could continue the conversation on definitely um Shushis, and i was going to ask like uh in one of your topics of conversation for us to talk about are we going to talk about like that kind of power dynamic that maybe Jada had over August, whether it's Ooh. like over age. Cause I feel like that's actually what I, the most conversation piece I have heard, especially when this came out and just doing very much a cursory look through Twitter was like the mm-hmm. power dynamic, right? Cause I, the words that I had heard with Jada to August Alcina was that she was a mentor and all of these things. And so kind of like how I inferenced it was, you know, well, Jada is 
I think you can interpret it in two ways, right? Jada came in with that energy of like, well, you're broken savior, like we talked about and she talked about. And so I want to help you. Um, I'm going to be a mentor to you. And you could kind of interpret it as as like, then did August Alsina misinterpret that energy for Jada was feeling him. But obviously now we know that she was in a relationship with him. So this was all before the Red Table Talk, but uh, before on the Red Table Talk, she confirmed they were in a relationship. But I think it still leaves me with this, like, was there a power dynamic? And I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily want to talk about an age difference thing because that's like, whatever. Like age is, you know. Nothing but a number. But a number, you know, yes, there's a legal age for consent in those things. Age post-18 is nothing but a number. I don't necessarily want to have that that conversation, right? You're talking about like the other parts of their relationship. Yeah, just like, was there more dynamics at play? Like, did, did Jada minimize her own like power in whatever capacity that is overall? Okay. So what would you say were the power dynamics? Huh? I was like, I don't know what the question is. Maybe it's just a thought. And I don't know if you Okay. Here's what I got from what you're saying. So what would you like, let's point out. So like Jada has more money, more notoriety is older, but we don't have to count that. But like, so more money, more notoriety. It didn't sound like she had more mental stability. No shit. Like, it seemed like right. they were both in broken both, places. Yeah. So I can't say that that's a place where she had a power dynamic. So would her only two power dynamics be fame and money? Yeah. I guess so, yeah. And, and, I, and I guess if there was a mentorship relationship, then that would be, like, if that's how they set it up. Right. It and again. It seem like mentor. I didn't. And again, like that, that came up immediately after August's interview, but before the Red Table talk. So that's just kind of more the words that I saw. But like literally as we're, as we're recording this episode, I was telling some friends that I'm going to talk about this for this (laughs) podcast and I'm seeing their messages coming in and they, they also have not been talking about the power dynamic Mm. thing, but I I don't think they've seen the Red Table talk, right? But about others maybe hearing it and wondering about that power dynamic, but I think how you explained it was what money and notoriety that's not really much power, but using, we're basically our own investigative journal. We are investigative journalists because we're trying to piece together everything yeah. that Jada <laughs> shared. But I think she you know, was talking about that she was broken, that also August was broken. And how did she describe it? She was like um, uh, codependency, right? So I think it's the other intersection, Tamara, too, like talking about codependency and like, what does that mean? And you know, and she, yeah. And Tamara, I feel like you also brought up age, right? In terms of August Alcina, and I don't want to discredit like love at different languages, but or sorry, different ages. But like, how I think about relationships now at thirty was very different than at twenty-seven. Was very different than at twenty-one. And so, sometimes and I honestly it, would say that is, I think maybe age coupled with money is a power dynamic that you can't right. ignore. You know what I mean? Like. Because the person, you know, can pull the, pull, uh, pull the, what is it? Hold the purse strings or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm like, what, you know, perhaps Jada was flying August out to uh, New Orleans <laughs> so she could have her boo at the bayou, you know? Like, maybe she was making sure that, like, he was taken care of in those ways and financially. And considering his rough relationship with his mom, he could have, you know, kind of had some internalization of, like, her as that not a mother figure but like as that caring older woman figure and so mm-hmm. I do think like in this particular instance if we're trying to look for the power dynamics I I think age could be one because I would imagine I so I've dated an older man before and it 
you do just kind of have this like, oh, well, like they're older, they know what they're doing. So I'm going to kind of follow along, oh. even if the person doesn't like, expli- they don't have to explicitly say anything. It's like the dynamics were created when like this older person with money found interest in this younger person with that, like, you know what I mean? So I don't know. I didn't know about the sexual molestation. So that, that makes me think like, Mm. I didn't hear that part. I didn't, I didn't watch his full interview either. Um, But that makes me sad because yes, that's another part of it. It's like, that's something else that enters into um, the dynamic of the relationship. So it does, it could go beyond her wanting to have this like other you know fun free life mm-hmm. it's like it it it's, gets sicker <laughs> it gets well, and, worse it gets disgusting and i was thinking about so you saying that makes me think about amy winehouse now i did watch the documentary amy amy fascinating and i feel like amy winehouse's husband Yes, I think the the one that got her onto crack, like crack wasn't the only addiction. Like he was also the addict, like she was addicted to him. Like, you know, her family would try to kind of get her back, try to get her to go to rehab, literally. And she said no, then wrote a song about it. Um, and, you know, we saw what happened there. But like she like wanted this guy. And I, I mean, I don't think she did hardcore drugs before, but like she like that was also like part of her addiction. And so all that to say people... I think people who have a tendency to have addictions like that doesn't have to just be drug related. Right. And so Mm -hmm. what if for August Jada, what then became an addiction, you know, for him? Yeah. Yeah. Like what if Jada was an additional addiction? Like that that song lyric that you read earlier, that sound like a very addictive personality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like I could, and I could get, I could understand much like, well, let me not pretend like I've had a drug addiction, but certainly like other things that like I, you know, we can say addicted to or, you know, whatever, like sometimes the easiest way to get off of an addiction is to go cold turkey, right? Okay. And so like she said, like he cut off all communications and maybe it was because like he just needed to get her out of his system. Oh, this is a very good metaphor for this. Yes. So like maybe Jada was the drug and August was like, I just need to, because I it just seemed like, August was like, I'm in love with this woman. And now this woman has figured out how to go back to her man. And I never planned for that. Like I planned for us to be together. And he's like, I like Tamara, I know you say he's immature, but I'm like, where's the line between immaturity and heartbrokenness? Like, is he just heartbroken still? Maybe? I don't know. I definitely think he's heartbroken. I think, but I mean, but at the same time, well, I mean, Given now that we've been talking about him, I feel really sad for him. So I'm so sorry for August. I don't. It's I don't okay. think I'm Team August, but I. I feel well, very sad. I, he sounds like a very sad individual, and yeah. I feel. I was gonna say. What was I gonna say about? Um, what was the? What did? You, what was the question again? I'm sorry. Like, where's the line between immaturity and right. brokenheartedness in this situation? Yeah. So I was gonna say is that I don't know. I. I, I still feel a way like why would you be brokenhearted if you knew that they didn't sign any like divorce papers? So it's like, (laughs) what did you think was going like, what what did you think were, was the, what would have been the ending? Like, that's the, he thought at some point those papers are going to pop up and then it's going to be, I now pronounce you Mr. and Mrs. Jada Pinkett August Alcina. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I would have been like, 
I would have been like, okay, it's, it's kind of like when, like the man is always promising to leave his wife. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just really weird. Now that I, I see it in a different way, you've, you've enlightened me in this entanglement. Do what I can. Um, <laughs> you're according in color. Yeah, you're according in color. Yes. We love a good enlightenment, but right. Like, so like August is, all of his personal kind of like issues and challenges aside, right? He was in this relationship with someone he loved. But I think what you just said is very fascinating because I do think more people deal with like that very uh, particular piece of what you said of like, oh, well, I just thought like we were in this together. Yes, there was kind of like more people on the side or kind of like around this relationship, but like, I just, I don't know. I just thought at some point we would figure out how to get together mm-hmm. and the rest of the people would go away. And that is hard to do, I guess. And that doesn't but always that, happen. That makes me think about like my like college crushes, right? In some mm-hmm. ways, but it mm-hmm. kind of speaks to, I think a couple of things. One, I don't want to say maturity, but maybe like age, right? And and maybe mm-hmm. lack of experience. Maybe we can mm-hmm. even frame it in that way. But I think too, it also comes with lack of communication, right? So if you are not talking about, hey, here's what I'm looking for. Hey, my husband that I'm separated from at this time, there's a reason we could come back, right? So it's also like, I think yeah. part of at some point, I'm sure we're going to talk about it, is like what, not like what led to the entanglement, but what are lessons that we could learn from Jada's entanglement? And I think one of them is like communicating, right? And saying like, here's where I'm at. And because what I don't want to say is like, I think before I thought, well, you know, the the tale of Jada's entanglement is a cautionary tale where two broken people should never be together. That mm-hmm. assumes that it exists in a binary, that we're broken and unbroken when we know that that's not true. But Exactly. What I do want to say is like, it's a tale I think more about in part, a tale in part about communicating, right? And just mm-hmm. being, here's where I'm at. There are some players who are around that may come back. Mm-hmm. Someone may make a stage, le- uh, someone may exit stage left and someone may come on stage right. And, right. and clearly Will and Jada were communicating. Right. Like they, were, yes. they knew. Right? They knew. She had to go find her happiness. I had to go find mine. And I personally refuse to believe that Will Smith was finding his happiness by himself. We basically, mm-hmm. we broke up. We decided that we were going to separate for a period of time and you go figure out how to make yourself happy and I'll figure out how to make myself happy. Well, at- I like I refuse. No, he was with someone else, and I think those pictures are all real in tabloids where it shows him going to different events with someone on his arm that wasn't Jada. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like they communicate. I feel like their communication was continuous, and I think that Mm might have been the thing that brought them back together. Because they also said in the red table talk, didn't they say something about we just couldn't avoid each other? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that communication. The, the distance grew fonder, right? Mm-hmm. And so they were always like, you go on left, I'm, I'm, you go on left, I'm going right. Like they were communicating, but him, like you said, um, Louise, August and Jada were not, cl- I mean, yeah, August and Jada were not clear with each other. Definitely. Cause I don't like, I'm like, uh, again, I can't imagine being at the, the sunken place of like my marriage is possibly falling apart on top of other things that Jada was dealing with. But I just would imagine maybe at that moment, perhaps if it like aligned really like closely, I could, I could see her not saying to August, like, 
just so you know, me and Will might be working out. Like, if she, like, was really, like, no, like, this marriage is over, mm. you know, I could see her not prefacing whatever with August. I also feel like it probably was, like, slightly messy, like, start of, like, oh, well, oh, we kissed, oh, well, oop, did we have sex? I don't know. I just feel like it probably was a dance that wasn't. But that kind of makes me think about, and I have not been in the situation, so we could think of a scenario is to what you said, Chantrice, Jada comes to August and said, yeah, this is off. Like, this is never come. This is, we are, like Taylor Swift said, never, ever getting back together. <laughs> so then, all right, right you, you kind of give that permission. To, you give that, you open that door in that way, mm-hmm. whatever, you all date for however long, and then bibbidi boppity boop you're back together with Will. Like, what mm-hmm. is, the, like, I don't know. What, what do you do in that situation? If you're right. August, if you're Jada, like, right. I think it does. you broke up, right exactly separated but not legally and so does that mean that you could always get back together well i do think that that speaks to tamra's point of like well i mean august she never signed divorce papers and i don't know you tell me tim i just feel like if people are considering you know divorce or whatever like if you don't have or let me say that if people have not signed a divorce papers doesn't it seem like there's always a chance that they might? Right. And if that was love, like you think about if that was like their their marriage was like full of love, like you just kind of always hope that you get that old thing back. Mm-hmm. And so if someone has not sealed the deal with um, the divorce papers, or did you see yesterday's news? Princess Love went and like reneged on the Ray J divorce request thing. Oh, so, did she? Yeah, but so they're back she together. She filed too quick. She filed too quick. But she didn't even, it didn't even finish. Like, she stopped it in motion. So it's like, yeah, if the, if, even when, I would just, I mean, again, it's all relationships. Like, even if they would have signed the, the divorce papers and were to, were off and on again for another year or whatever, mm-hmm. there's still always the likelihood that someone's going to get true. back together and you're not going to feel this void which again is the immaturity part like what was he really like did he really think that they were going to just be bonnie and clyde and just be the only one in this world together for the rest of their lives but i think so because yeah. so he's 27 now right yeah yeah so, so he's like 23 he was 23 i'm like tamra i think about when i was 23 which you know was not that long ago because i'm a crisp 25 no i'm kidding uh, um, <laughs> sure <laughs> i think about like those relations the relationships the crushes whatever at 23 even at 25 right i've talked about it in this podcast i was like even at 30 even at 29 uh, no <laughs> but like i i think there i think with age comes experience right and i think you have to keep them in check maybe in some ways you just learn right you learn I don't want to say you you learn to not put all into into a relationship but you kind of learn to maybe not approach relationships with such like rose-colored glasses right that you learn mm-hmm. how to just approach it in a very organic real way because I listen if I was a 23 year old up-and-coming singer you know I had just dropped good old Bronx boy the single or whatever if I was 23 and the wife of a, like, just Jada, not even the wife, I mean, I didn't say the yeah, identity like is tied to Smith. Will. Jada yeah. Pinkett Smith comes up to me as like, so I'm interested. I'm going to think this might mean something, right? Because I think mm-hmm. even to what even Shatree said before about the age thing, well, you're older. So you for sure have been through this courting thing before. So if you're coming after me, you clearly want this to maybe be a real deal. Right, exactly. But that's not all. 
Well, because then it's like, you know, how much of that was Jada's responsibility to maybe keep him in check? And that kind of sounds seedy, but it's like, if she, because, and then it does go back to the power dynamics. You, okay, we don't know whether August or Jada initiated, right? But what we do know is that Jada was in some form of a marriage without some divorce papers. And so like, how much of it was her responsibility to be like, hey, August Boo, this has been fun. Like once, like maybe not at the beginning, because I could see that she was like maybe broken and thinking they weren't going to get back together. But as soon as she realized that, that could be a possibility or even maybe, well, even maybe before she thought of the possibility of returning to Will, the reality was that August is a rebound for whatever, like, I mean, maybe it could work, but the reality is that the first person that you smash after your relationship or divorce is more than likely gonna be a rebound and so like was she should she have like said more to him like should she have prepared him like should it have or like Tamara said she could have said these things and he could have been like uh-huh sure but like mm-hmm. I see you every night now and yeah. so but your actions the- and your words don't quite go together I don't know I think um you know uh, intrigues maybe like this can apply to us like especially in the courting phase when when exes come up and I know we talked about last week that we don't really like when that comes up but I always mm-hmm. I always it makes me pause a little bit when someone just broke up with their ex like not even let's say <gasps> oh, three months yeah. ago right so oh, I think yeah kind of this thing where I'm like so clearly August you knew that she was fresh off of this relationship yeah marriage yeah. what have you you didn't want to wait but maybe the wise thing would have been to be like okay you say you're separated Right. But let's wait six months. Let's right. you know see if we feel the same. Yeah, that's where I am. I'm just like I still can't. I get it. Like I get it. Love all that stuff and honeymoon <laughs> like phase between the dating. But I just feel like I've I've been quiet because I've been trying to think back to like many moons ago when I was Aww. August's age, and I'm still <laughs> just trying to think of was I ever would I was I ever that vulnerable simple. like that or would I've ever been that vulnerable? And I still feel like. Mm, I still would have been like, no, first of all, not only because y'all are still married, no one has signed this paper or whatever, mm-hmm. but also I am August, who is a budding star. I think his hit was that I know is like, I love it. Isn't that? I love it. I love it. Say more know. words. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> oh. but anyway, so I'm <laughs> like, thinking of his, his, but he's his budding artist and mm-hmm. He doesn't have no paper. And then so again, so mm-hmm. imagine yourself August will like uh, uh, that's mm-hmm. no still like I still would have been like I would have been maybe because of my gender, but I would have I'm not, like I think I would have been like insecure, like, oh my gosh, I don't measure up to your wife. Like mm-hmm. are you sure you're not gonna go back to her? Like I have kids together. You were you're still married. He has all she has all you she, he has all this money. And they have kids together. Like all of these things mm-hmm. are like. I but think would, you, like, would you have thought about that at three? Oh, August Alcina does three. Oh, what? Yes. Yeah. My research on this yes. August There's character. There's a whole gaggle of children in this story. Like that blew my mind. Like he, like if I heard correctly, like he has three kids. I know he's really close to his nieces, um, who were you know his sister's daughters or his sister's kids. But I think he also has his own children. So this broken person who has clearly continued to make these very questionable decisions is mm-hmm. also in charge of helping little people make decisions in their life. 
I'm almost certain. Let yeah. me like. There's it. another red table talk after this. <laughs> Camera, in addition to the being brown a resident table talk. Camera, yeah. in addition to being a resident Mary person, you're a resident parent, so you would. Know. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, okay, so I didn't want to say this because like I've been like taking us everywhere with this topic, but no, I've, I've also been thinking like I've been thinking about the kids. Like, Jayden where is Jaden and Willow in all of this? Like, there's obviously. I mean, I know they're, they have this eccentric family, but some people are hurting somewhere. And mm-hmm. I'm, my heart is hurting for the children, like, or at least curious to know what are their thoughts? Like, what, I want to, I want to, I need to get some, I need their people, their publicists to just kind of <laughs> at least say they're okay. Like, I want to know, I don't oh, care yeah. about like tabloids. I just want to know that they're okay. I see pictures of Willow with her new boo on the beach or whatever. Who's her new boo? Some random guy okay we gotta you gotta google it but they're on the beach and she looks happy but i'm but i'm just concerned like who's keeping an eye on the children when y'all are having these entanglements at the red table well that and that's exactly what i was about to say like you're like these entanglements at the red table i'm like well based on what we kind of understand about their relationship and some assumptions that we make and some um implications that they've like alluded to Perhaps Willow and Jaden are very used to this lifestyle that their parents have of being like open together, but not together, not together, but together. <gasps> like maybe they're used to what? <laughs> Wait, what happened? I think her, I think her boyfriend is the guy that's on one of my children's favorite TV show. <laughs> that's probably likely. Like, she oh might my be dating some regular. Honey, the Smith children are like, you know what, whatever, mom and dad, like y'all live your life, we're going to live our life. That's what I was going to ask you, Tamara and Louise, you can chime in, we can chime in hypothetically. Like, so if you had an open relationship, Tamara, and you and your boo, husband, husband, the Bronx bad boy, um, if y'all had an open relationship where you could kind of do what you want, come together, be apart, whatever, how much would you tell your children about that? I think it would be, given that you heard all of the ranges of children I have, I think it really <laughs> would depend on the child's age. Okay. okay. Like, I think that if so we were in an entanglement, I would probably pull my oldest aside and be like, let me tell you what's going on, just to kind of keep you in the loop or whatever. Yeah. Um, because I think it's hurtful if they find out by accident right? Yeah, yeah. But I think for the younger ones, and maybe the 16-year-old, although they think they know everything, but I think that <laughs> they would still be, I think, again, to catch them off guard, that would be so unfair. Mm-hmm. But for my younger ones, I think that still at this point, do they even know that, like, married people have sex and do other things? I don't know. So I don't What's even know if, <laughs> if they wanted to, um, if they would even want to be a part of, like, knowing that your mom and your dad are in this open relationship I think for the oldest for the older children yes because I would want them to I want them to control their narrative like I don't want Mm -hmm. people to be all of a sudden taking a picture of me on Twitter and it's like (laughs) oh me and my boo Tam you know together and they're like WTF like who is this mom what the heck (laughs) yeah they already don't like me when I twerk to Megan the Stallion so they are that would be you better twerk until your knees don't work anymore (laughs) I don't care how many kids you have you better twerk (laughs) Your ass off. Yes. The twerking causes my children to blush already. And the fact that I listened to Meg Thee Stallion and Beyonce's um, song nonstop, um, I think if they saw me on Twitter or some type of social media (laughs) hugged up with some random person, it would just take them over. Yeah, that's 
That's real. I think that that's totally fair. Well, okay. So I want to be mindful of time. Thank you, Tamara, so much for joining us. Uh, any, I, Louise had mentioned, and I like that, any kind of lessons that we're taking away, any final thoughts that we're taking away from this whole entanglement? I think for me, I, like I said, that Jada and Will seem to have been continuing to communicate. Mm-hmm. I think that's the key. Like I said, all marriages are not perfect. They're complicated and simple at the same time. Uh-huh. But the golden rule is communication. So neither one of us are caught off guard. Mm-hmm. Let me see. Um, gosh, I'm walking away from this whole entanglement <laughs> thinking. <laughs> I don't like it's it's so much. And I I'm like, you know, I I date with the purpose of, you know, looking for a committed relationship. I date with the purpose of, um, you know, hoping to aim towards marriage, but every now and then, especially like if a guy is coming on really strong, but even sometimes like just the thought of spending the rest of my life, 30 plus years, hopefully with one person, sometimes it does like, it's jarring, a jarring thought to think like, so it's just like one person. And Mm -hmm. I don't even be like, it's not like all these, you know, I got all these holes lined up at my house six feet apart from each other to like come yeah, like socially it's, distant. They, the holes will be socially distanced, okay? Uh, but it's not like I have, have that. And so I'm like, what would actually be my fear of being with one person for the rest of my life? But it's like, okay, this person, I, you know, that is supposed to give me all these things. And so I think this, I'm walking away from this thinking like, you know, the reality is, the re- reality truly is that one person cannot give you everything but then you two have to come up with what, you know, makes you each happy. And maybe it's figuring out stuff together and maybe it's figuring stuff out alone. I think there's, I guess it's like, there's flexibility and like we can expand the boundaries of kind of like how we thought of marriage before. And I mean, like, like we said, like, you know, folks, people of color are like really socialized to believe and keep secrets. And so like, maybe this is just, yeah, like another way of thinking like if you're not satisfied don't be afraid to like talk to your partner about it or argue with your partner about it because like you deserve to find your happiness and like you deserve to be happy and maybe that's with this one person or maybe it's with this one person plus another person and maybe three more so find your happiness communicate with your partners divorce if you need to or stay together and be open Stay together and be socially distanced. Yes, together but apart. What do they say? We're all in this together. High school musical, all that good stuff. (laughs) I think my lesson, and I said a little bit before, but I think to what Tamara said, communication is key. And also, too, what I'm glad about our conversation is we're not like speaking against or downplaying open relationships, right? But it's about communication, right? That that's key. Mm -hmm. And even if you're like, look, I don't know what this may be but here's all the players at play right here's all the things that I don't know what's going to happen but I want you to know at least all these different parts and know that I'm trying to make sense of them I think it's okay to communicate and you may not know clearly what's happening but at least tell people that there's you know all these players yes this is a chess game and there's a king and a queen and some knights just floating around through the night (laughs) well the key to keeping your relationship your marriage going, I think one of my friends told me a long time ago when I was in my twenties and she said this old lady in Jamaica had gave her this advice, but she said, 
to treat your partner as if they were your best friend. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to keep things off the table. You can tell your best friend everything. Right. And so That's your partner should be your best friend. Aww. That's a lovely note to end on. Well, as always, thank you all for listening and be sure to keep it cute and court with confidence. We'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening, y'all, to another episode of Courting in Color. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Court in Color. That's C-O-U-R-T-N-C-O-L-O-R. Or email us at courtincolor at gmail.com. Head on over to our website at courtingincolor.com. Rate, review, and subscribe to us. Court dismissed. Bye. Bye.